Prince Remembered from The Current. Hey, Prince fans, and welcome back to Prince Remembered. This is Ariana Giles here from The Current, and I'm here today with DJ and MC Michael Holtz, who has been um, a DJ here in Minnesota for more than 15 years. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm super excited to talk to you. So I must ask, um, were you an actual Prince fan before you started like working in his vicinity? or? Oh, most that? definitely. I was a Prince fan since the age of six. Yeah. Purple Rain. He was rocking out. <laughs> rocking out. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, had a, I had an older brother who had the, the vinyl, the album, and one mm-hmm. day I just stole it and put the needle on the record, and when Doves Cry came on, I was I was a fan. Oh, so how did you actually get started at Paisley Park? It was in 2014, right? Yeah, 2014. Um, you know, Paisley Park has been in my life for quite a long time actually ever since uh the mid 90s um i had started going out to uh paisley park to the the parties that he would have out there and uh in 20 2014 i got the call april fool's night <laughs> 1 a.m in the morning prince like fashion from his assistant uh inviting me to hey would you like to come out and dj this weekend we want to try out we're we're going to be kicking back up the uh, Paisley Park After Dark series. And I'm like, this is April Fool's. Um, who is this? Are you, are, are you serious? The, you know, every, everyone who knows me knows I'm a Prince fan. They're like, okay, you're, you're messing with me. And they're like, no, this this is real. <laughs> you're available this weekend. I'm like, um, yeah. And if, if if I wasn't, plans have changed. I'm, I'm coming out to Paisley Park. And that night, you know, I woke up my wife and I'm like, guess what? I just got this call. You know, Prince wants me to come out and, and DJ for him. And, and I, I couldn't go to sleep after that. I'm like, okay, what am I going to play? What am I going to do? You know, all this stuff. So it was just the, this adrenaline kick and emotions just coming over me because, you know, ever since I started going out to Paisley Park, um, in 95, 94, those were the experiences of having out there was those parties. And, um, actually I have a, when, um, you know, remember the MPG Music Club Prince had in Uptown in uh, 94? And I walked in there. My brother actually introduced me to the store because he lived in Uptown. And I remember walking in there and they asked if you wanted to get on a on a list, on a mailing list or a phone list so you could find out about parties or whatnot. And it was kind of like I got the um, the golden ticket in the mail per se. Um, cause he would send out these invites and it would just be on this piece of paper. And I was kind of going back and reminiscing. I'm like, Oh wow. You know, I remember this and this kind of encapsulated what Paisley park was all about. And so this was the first invite that I ever got to go out to Paisley park. And it said, uh, you have just accessed love for one another playground for the new power generation Free your mind and your behind will follow tonight. Love for one another, the all-ages, non-alcoholic, non-violent recreation experience for progressors only. Awaken your mind with one of many MPG juices offered in the courtyard. Then come and vibe to the new Power Soul, featuring brand new unreleased music and vibes by the artist Formula Prince when he was the symbol at that time, and the MPG. And if you can't dance, then check out the MPG merchandise store. And this was... um. You know, P.S. It said, you never know who might get up and jam. And that's always kind of been that one thing. You never know what might happen out at Paisley Park. And the last part really encapsulated what Paisley Park was about. Love for one another. Love life. Love God. Love sexy. 
welcome to one another. And ever since that whole period of going out at Paisley Park, that that's what it's been. And for me to actually have that opportunity to DJ for him in 2014 and going out there and just, and that's what it continued to be. And, and it was just all about love. And when you went out there, it didn't matter if you were black, white, gay, or, you know, anything you were, we were all one, you know, and that was, that was the great part of going out to Paisley Park. So at these events there, what kind of music do you play? Because like you say, it could be for anybody, white, black, gay, whatever the case, what kind of music do you play? Yeah, the music, um, pretty much, uh, with uh, the the taste that I kind of played out there is you kind of stuck to the um, the seventies R and B funk vibe, you know, because Prince was obviously into that with you know his influences, and I played um, some newer deep cuts of newer artists that Prince might be digging out there, or hey, maybe I, if I play this one, he might he might like this artist or whatnot, and and ask about it. So you kind of kept it, you know, old school, um, some new fresh deep cut stuff and then you mix that in with with his stuff when you were out there um i think one of the uh interesting requests when i was out there is i dj'd for when alabama shakes was was out there and i had uh my playlist ready to go and thinking okay you know we're probably going to do just kind of the the funk r&b a little bit of prince music and then uh five minutes before doors open prince comes up to me he goes classic music only you know classic rock and i'm like looked at him he goes you'll understand not a prince crowd and he walks away you know so i'm like classic rock okay um so i click had to go and readjust my playlist as far as what i'm gonna play and and i tell you that was probably the only and ever time i'm gonna play sweet home alabama out at paisley park because (laughs) and and of course that was the type of crowd that it was that showed up out at paisley park that night Mm. so as a dj working for prince what are like the rules like are there like specific rules or you know that's uh interesting that you asked that question because you think there would be any rules but it was always uh when i went out there it was hey do your thing you know unless something like like alabama shakes would come out or you know it's a specific type of vibe that he wanted to uh encapsulate it was always hey do your thing you know it's you this is this is what uh you know you're out here to do and I think that was one of the things that I appreciated a lot about going out there is you could have that freedom to to do your thing and be open with it and say, okay, you know, will this work or, you know, will that work? And and that was just kind of keeping that vibe going was it was awesome to do that. I like that. I always want to work at a place where it makes me feel comfortable, like I'm not like really stressed out when I'm there or just uncomfortable, but just backtracking. So when did you like actually officially meet Prince? Um, I officially met Prince. I mean, it was probably, you know, the, the 2014 era. I mean, more, I've always ran into him out at Paisley Park, but you know, you never kind of sat down and had conversations with him. Um, the one time that we really kind of got in a conversation was back in, um, the early two thousands when he had the celebration and, um, he had the rainbow children album and I got, into one of the uh, group discussions that Prince came into talking about the album and, and talking about what it meant. And so that was kind of one of those times where we kind of really got in that discussion as far as with the album. Um, but, you know, 2014, 
and and beyond it was it was more we never like sat down and had a one-on-one conversation i think mm-hmm. it was always just kind of that being that professional um and just being professional as far as in the interactions we had um and and i think that uh throughout the time that I was out there, he got more comfortable with me. And the way he'd get more comfortable with you is he'd challenge you on, on uh, certain things. And, and he'd be like, you got to be ready to, you're going to sink or swim on this, or, or are you going to do do what, what I said? So, um, and I think that's kind of the relationship that, that him and I had. So since his death in 2016, um, what can you, can you describe, like, can you compare how Paisley Park was before when he was alive and then versus after when it became like a museum, like has the vibe changed at all at Paisley Park? The, um, yeah, the, the vibe has changed and, um, you know, for obvious reasons, I mean, he's, he's no longer out there. Um, but his, his spirit still remains out there. And, you know, I, I feel that, um, when I go out there now and do the, the Paisley Park after dark tour dance parties, you know, when I first, went out there it was kind of that empty feeling in a way of he's not here you don't see the band members you know walking around we're not hugging or anything you know it was that that whole feeling was was not there and it was just kind of like wow you know every time we come out here there's there's always something going on or whatnot and um but now paisley park then and what it is now it's it, it is different where I kind of had to change my style of how I DJ out there because you don't have the the close knit group that used to go out there every weekend. You know the 150 or so people that went out there and and they want to hear the the deep cuts or something new and fresh. Where where now you know it's the people that never got to experience that, but they want to come out and they want to dance to you know Little Red Corvette and Let's Go Crazy and that's now how I've changed my perception of what Paisley Park means to people now is for those people that just never had had that opportunity. And, and you can't blame them because of the fact that there never was a set schedule to go out to Paisley Park. It was always a last minute. It was always an email or a page back, back in the nineties, you know? And so, you know, I, you can't blame someone that lives out of state that never got to experience that. But now, it's it's a whole different vibe and experience for them and and that you know I'm I'm appreciative and the fact that I get to be part of what it is now I mean that's that's uh you know keeps his legacy going and we celebrate his life in the in the music yeah so it's definitely more of a sacred like place you would say or vibe to it um so can you recall like any of your favorite memories i mean when you talked about uh, how he came up to you and whispered to you before like you started playing that was like a fond memory do you have any more memories you want to oh hear? man i mean there, there's so many so many memories you know i mean even going back to um that that first invite i got you know like when you look when you kind of look back at paisley park it it's the willy wonka the chocolate factory and you know getting that paper and I'm like 17 years old and I'm like, well, we gotta, I gotta, I gotta go down, you know? So getting all my friends in this, you know, and I grew up in a small town in Painesville, Minnesota, where it's two hours away from Paisley park. And here we're driving down two hours to go to Paisley park. And that, that first vibe when I walked in obviously was like Willy Wonka and the Char- chocolate factory 
because at that time you got to go in the actual front doors of Paisley Park and it was so open like you could walk around and kind of you know explore and then he had this uh, room where it had pillows on the floor where you could watch unreleased videos and and then the big sound stage was set up back in the gold experience area he had this big you know gold uh, called the endorphin machine sound stage so it was this huge massive stage and then he had pool tables around so you could play pool because it was at that time it was open from eight to one but that you know that first experience out there seeing him play for the very first time was like mind-blowing with you know the mpg members uh sunny t mr hayes michael bland i mean and tommy barbarella i mean that group i mean that that was a great era and evolving throughout the time it, you know as far as the last two years that I was, I was out there um then it became more the the great gatsby experience where you know <laughs> it's like you know prince is throwing this party and you know everyone come out come on out and and let's you know dance and have a great time and like i said you never know what happens he might play or you know some new artist might be out there and i think that was another great experience for me was being introduced to newer artists that that would come out there um candace springs um fka twigs and just all these other you know new artists that we were introduced to but also the the old artists that you know were were prince era that came out there lenny kravitz uh q-tip the roots i mean that was those were experiences where you'd be out there and be like hey guess who's standing right beside us it's gwen stefani and gavin rosedale you know they're just like right in in the crowd with everybody else and that those were amazing experiences um and i'd have to say like my experiences towards the end was uh obviously one my uh daughter my oldest daughter being able to go out there and experience paisley park at the same age that i experienced it mm-hmm. and i think the last time that i dj'd for prince was a memorable experience when uh I got out there and it was it was January 23rd and it was uh, just after the piano microphone performance uh Saturday night he had a dance party and I remember going out there and they're telling me you know Prince is in the big sound stage he's uh practicing he's going to do a little DJ set so when you're playing tonight and uh, he starts going into his set just kind of you know step back and let him do his thing until he's done then go back to doing your thing. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and um, all of a sudden, Prince starts up his his uh, his set, and I'm like, okay, I'll take a step back here. And, you know, it was almost like this uh, wave. Everyone was, because I was on the main stage at that time, and then Prince was back on the other side of the big sound stage on the small board, and everyone was right in front of the, main stage and then all of a sudden everyone just went whoo way way back to the other end so it was like empty in front of the stage and i remember prince also you know i'm i'm listening let him do his thing all of a sudden prince goes dj dance floor's looking a little empty over on your side what do you got and i'm like oh no here we go you know <laughs> so i'm like so again it was about putting you on the spot and and challenging you i mean it was like Oh no, you know, now I got to go and actually I'm like what what I'm doing and I'm like and I was kind of like okay, well I'm going to find a, I'm going to find a loop on on something so I you know, I found a loop on on cool by the time so 
I'm looping that. And he, he goes, you got something over there? I'm like pointing like, yeah, I got something. So he, he bring me up and he, you know, he'd let me do my thing a little bit, do some scratches on the, on the, on the beat. And then you're like, eh, no, you know, he, he put, bring me down and he'd go back into his thing. So also it just became this, you know, this DJ battle that, uh, you know, I didn't even know about what was going to happen that night. So it was like, it was so awesome. And, you know, and then that night, um, after I was, uh, putting my uh, equipment away, he, he, he rolled up in his bicycle and, uh, he's like, comes up and shakes my hand. He goes, Hey, thanks for coming out tonight. And I'm like, Hey, anytime, Prince. Anytime. I said, How soft were his hands? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I I didn't pay that much attention to detail, but I mean, they, you know, I, I didn't I didn't want to squeeze too hard because I, you know those are those are delicate those are guitar playing hands, hands okay. and piano playing hands, so you know, you don't want to you don't want to do too much there. So, yeah. But I mean, the, the, that experience and 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 like I said, he just he just challenged like when he you could tell when he was getting more comfortable with you that he challenged you on certain things and. You know, I remember another great night too is when the Minnesota Lynx were out there. He had the uh, championship party for him, and uh, that night, all of a sudden, um, he's like, um, "DJ, you know, put some scratches on the beat." And he was uh, looping the um, "We My People," and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Okay, you know, again, this is more more of like my break time in a way you could say out there because I'm gonna let him do his thing." But all of a sudden, he's calling me out. So I'm getting out there putting some scratches on. He's like, all right, come get it, DJ. Come get it. And then, you know, then he goes to the links. He goes, hey, what, what do you think about my DJ? And they're like, ah. You know? So I'm like. Oh, it just sounds so, like, <laughs> <laughs> like nerve-wracking to be, like, working with him. So if you ever saw that, the, the New Girl episode, you know, at the end of it, where they're just sitting on the couch and, like, did that just happen? You know, that was almost, like, every night, every experience that when you went out to Paisley Park, did that just happen? And I remember uh, making a comment to uh, Trevor, uh, who was out there. Uh, he was he was part of the uh, the band out at Paisley Park, and I said, "Yeah, I, I didn't expect to be uh, part of the band tonight." And he goes, "He goes, hey man, that's that's how that's how it all starts." He goes, "You just never know." Yeah. So I feel like you've mentioned a couple times, like about how he challenges you. So is that kind of like a lesson learned from this whole like Prince experience? Like, has this like challenging thing affected your like you being a DJ? Like, how has this affected your life essentially? Oh yeah, I mean, I feel that um, my experience, you know, just the short time that I've been on at Paisley Park was definitely helped, um, you know, my skills and helped me kind of work on more of you know maybe where I lacked on on certain skills, but. It just because you want to be on top of your game when you're at Paisley Park. I mean, I remember, you know, the DJs that were out there before me, you know, first going out there and hearing Brother Jules and then DJ Dudley, like, you know, like a Paris. And you hear those DJs and you're like, well, I can't come out here and I can't I can't fail. I got to be on top of my game. And that was one of the things where um, where you're not necessarily being pushed by him, but it's just the fact of you're out of Paisley Park. You're, this is Prince's place, and you've got to bring it, you know, 100% every time that you're out here. Otherwise, you're not going to be out here for very much longer. So um, so that definitely, you know, helped me with, with that. And just, I mean, bus- business overall with how I handle my, my DJ business and just being you want to be on top of your game all the time when you're, when you're doing weddings or whatnot because this is a big moment for somebody, and you, you don't want to ruin that, that moment. So... 
um, learned a lot from from him and just being out there. Well, I am so happy I got to talk to you. I feel like I just I just got a lesson learned myself. I'm always gonna be ready and I'm stay with it. No, but um, be in the moment. That's yeah. that's always his thing. Be in the moment. 